Hey, it's Becca. And it's Nancy. And this is Insane Investigations. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you so much for listening. We are glad to be back. It's just the two of us today. Yeah. We really hope that you enjoyed our episodes with our special guest, Briggsy. Thank you again, Briggsy, for coming on. We just wanted to say we're hoping to get more guests on. Yeah. Maybe some of our family members. We know some people thought that would be funny. Yeah. Possibly our boyfriends. If we can convince them. If we can convince them. It might take some time, but... We'll try our best. We'll try our best. And maybe some other podcasters, but... Yeah. We'll see what the future holds. Exactly. <laughs> Today, Nancy is going to be covering episode on mm-hmm. the missing girls from Panama. So, you've probably heard a lot about this case. Mm-hmm. I feel like people who have heard about it either know all about it or have never heard about it before. Yeah. For me, I only heard about it for the first time this year. I've Mm -hmm. listened to one podcast about it, Mm -hmm. Morbid. Listen to this and then maybe go listen to theirs because we love them. (laughs) But yeah, so that's literally all the research I've done. So I'm really excited to learn more about it. Yeah, I'm excited to go through it. It is like a really, really interesting one. Yeah. And it's like, it's just like a whole big mystery. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so, it's such a scary case, I think. Yeah. Like, it's not heard of a lot, but it's, once you hear it, it, like, it stays with you. It does stay with you. It really does. Yeah. Like, to this day, people just become fascinated with this case and they're just like, because there's no real answers for it. Yeah. And like, at the time when I listened to that podcast, I was on like this morbid podcast buzz mm-hmm. and i was listening to like their episodes in bulk like yeah, all the time yeah, yeah, yeah. and i don't remember any of it i've had to go back and listen to some of it but for some reason that one just stuck always with stuck with me like it's yeah. just so scary yeah right i think that's enough of actually talking about it let's get into let's it let's get into it chris kramers and lizanne Froon were dutch students who disappeared on the 1st of april 2014 while hiking the el Pianista trail in panama after an extensive search portions of their body were found a few months later there's been a lot of mystery surrounding their death and their cause of death could not like be determined definitively. The circumstances and aftermath of their disappearance have resulted in much speculation about their final days. In this episode, myself and Rebecca are going to unravel the mystery behind the disappearance and death of Chris and Lizanne, as well as looking into some popular theories of what happened in the days leading up to the death of Chris Kramer and Lizanne Froon, also dubbed as the Panama Girls. First, we're going to talk a little bit about who Chris Kramers and Lizanne Froon were. So Chris, who was 21 at the time, and Lizanne, who was 22, both grew up in, I'm definitely going to butcher this, <laughs> Amherst Fruit, Utrecht, definitely wrong, I'm so sorry. Amherst Fruit, go on, U- say the next one. Utrecht. Yeah, anyways, that's I, as I close don't know. As, yeah, that's, that's as close as we're going to get. Yeah, just accept that. Um, <laughs> in the Netherlands. So they met while they were working in a cafe. And shortly after they met, they ended up actually moving in together. So Chris was described by people as an open, creative and responsible individual. And Lizanne was described as aspiring, optimistic, intelligent and a passionate volleyball player. Chris had just completed her studies in cultural social education, specialising in art education at the University of Utrecht. (laughs) 
we're just if, if, if it's mentioned again throughout that's just what we're gonna call yeah, it just forward so there. sorry in advance yeah exactly and Lizanne had graduated with a degree in applied psychology from Deventer I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly the girls ended up deciding to take a six-week trip to Panama which is a small tropical country located immediately north of Colombia and before they went on this trip they saved up for six months so they basically like worked and just saved up all their money for six months in order to be able to afford to obviously be gone for so long Chris and Lizanne wanted to go to Panama for a few different reasons so first of all they just really wanted to learn Spanish they also wanted to help volunteer with the children there and they also just wanted to celebrate Lizanne's graduation from university I think I read somewhere as well that Chris was kind of the more or was it Lizanne was the more like outspoken one the one that kind of want go and do things and I think that was Chris because I think Chris was the one yeah. that went traveling I think she was the one that I really hope it was Chris yeah um I'm trying to remember that correctly but I think she was the one they were saying she went to Panama before and she really liked it like she she would go traveling quite a bit oh, and then okay. she was the one that like recommended to Lizanne and she wanted to like move there but she wanted to go and like just chill out there for a few weeks first and just kind of see what it's yeah. like before you know obviously just packing up and moving there all together so they ended up arriving in Panama on the 15th of March 2014 and for the first two weeks of their trip Chris and Lizanne were just hanging out basically doing their own thing and exploring the city after this two weeks they ended up going to a place called Boca where they were staying with a host family for the next four weeks and when they ended up arriving in Boquette, the girls found out that the plans had actually changed at the school that they were supposed to be volunteering at. But they were never like told about this change. And basically what the change was, they said that like, we can't take you on for another week. Like we don't actually have the space to have you here as well kind of thing. So they ended up being like, okay, we were never told of this. Then we have like a week where we just need to find something to do. And they found it strange as well because they ended up receiving an email from the school literally two days before this confirming that their appointment was going ahead to meet on such a date that's weird yeah i actually didn't know that i don't know if i missed it yeah but that's insane there's a lot of like weird little details yeah throughout the story and lazanne was particularly very disappointed about this and she even sent her parents like a text message explaining that like look they emailed us they basically don't need us for another week so we can't have nothing to do on the 1st of april around 11 a.m the girls decided to go on a hike through the clouded forest surrounding the baru volcano they went hiking down the el pianista trail near boquette some people find it strange that they decided to do this hike alone because basically the next day after they went on this hike they had already like made plans to meet up with a local tour guide who was a man named Feliciano Gonzalez at 8am to go on the hike with him and obviously he would have been like more experienced and more familiar with the area than Chris and Lazanne would have been so they kind of made plans to meet this fella the next day but the day before they were just kind of like let's just go do this alone yeah. like, that why? was like everybody kind of found that a little bit like Weird. odd but then at the same time there is people who like want to hike every single day yeah no in all fairness like, there are so people who love that it could be weird but it could just be completely them. innocent yeah, yeah. exactly on the same day before they set off on their hike the girls were seen having lunch with two dutch guys that they actually did hang out with before like they did meet before and they were basically traveling the same way the girls were chris and lazanne had photos with these guys from like all the different times they hung out on their like social media and stuff so that shows that like this wasn't the first time that they met these guys like they actually they met knew a few them times. Yeah, yeah they knew them they were, they like, were mates they like, weren't they random weren't. people they just yeah. met that day and just had lunch or kind of thing 
because I think a lot of the blame kind of shifted directly to them because, because they, they seen them on that same day. Like yeah, they were the before. last people to see them. I think. Yeah, I think so, so. You would kind of think, oh, that's suspicious, Sketchy. but like they obviously trusted these guys. They hung they out knew multiple them. Times. Like, they yeah. knew them at this stage. It wasn't like it was just. For all we know, they planned to meet up with them. Yeah, exactly. And as the girls set off on their hike, they decided to take their host family's dog Blue with them. So we don't really know a hundred percent happened. Some sources say that the dog's name was Azul, not Blue, but. This was something that locals, like people who were witnesses, came forward and they said that this happened. But it's not actually confirmed on whether or not the dog was even with the girls in the first place. So, like... Oh, I name, thought it was. No, in the oh actual, like, files and stuff, like the police files, they were... It, yeah. was, it wasn't actually mentioned. It was just something that, like, people said. They were like... And then there was another source that I read where it was saying that the... Like, everything I read was, like, different. And yeah. And everything I listened to was, like, different. But... Another thing was saying that it was not the host family's dog. It was actually like there was like this little cafe slash restaurant thing, like just where the trail. So it's obviously it's like a popular tourist area. Yeah. So they were like, oh, we're going to make money off this. You know, they might want to stop in after their hike and grab a bit of food. I don't know. But it was saying it was like that family, like it was a family owned business and it was their dog, not the host family's. Oh. And then there's like, oh, his name's Azil. And then it's like, oh, his name's Blue. So we don't know like 100%. Yeah. But the dog does play a bit of a role in part yeah, of this. Yeah, the, the dog is what kind of shook me. Yeah. So that same night after the girls went on the hike with the dog, the dog ended up coming home alone without Chris and Lizanne. So it's like they all went together, only the dog came back. From what I read, we're going to just go with as if the dog was the host family because that's like kind of the way the story leads into it anyways. Yeah, but, and that's kind of what most sources say. So, like that's the majority yeah. of sources, yeah. But the host family were obviously merely concerned about the girl's safety. The family ended up getting in touch with Lizanne's mother. She must have been like obviously the emergency contact or something for the girls. Basically just asked like has she been in touch with Lizanne at all that day. Yeah. So Lizanne's mother explained that she did message Lizanne earlier but she never got any type of text message back. And this was also weird because apparently like they were in constant communication throughout their trip. Like she was always texting their mom and like just keeping her updated on like what was going on. Even though they were worried they didn't actually call the police straight away. So at this point, it would have only been a few hours, you know, that the girls have been like gone. So they were like, oh, maybe they're still out. Maybe they decided to go out and do something afterwards. Like they're going for food. Like they're they're in their 20s. They could be out for a few drinks. Yeah, exactly. They're on holidays right now. They they came here to work. They found out, oh, we have a week to kind of kill and just relax and just do our own thing. So they were basically like, oh, you know, we'll just do that instead. Like we'll just chill out like it wouldn't be strange straight away because like they could have just i'll get into it later on in the story but there's like kind of like this little kind of theory that involves like a party that they went to because apparently they were like seeing partying where they're out overnight before like a party like that oh. same weekend like days before they went on the cycle went missing and stuff so they were known to party yeah and they had photos and stuff of being out with like the two dutch guys as well which no shame no like, do you <laughs> exactly not an issue so they were probably like okay let's not worry straight away also because at this point it would have only been a couple of hours they technically couldn't even report them missing because in panama it's similar i'm pretty sure it's the exact same law in ireland you have to wait 48 hours before you yeah. can report someone missing so it still would have been like too early to actually officially report the missing and get any type of search going yeah i think is it 48 hours i think so I'm gonna look that up. yeah it's either 48 or 24 
I think it might be 24. Regardless, I think boat is too much. Yeah. Like, apparently, do you ever hear the whole thing? It's like if someone's missing, if they're not found in the first 72 hours, there's a low chance that they're still alive. So it's like uh, the more hours go on, the lesser and lesser likely yeah. it is to find them and alive. And you're being told to wait two days before we'll start looking for Like, that's just... Imagine, like, it's somebody... It's 24 you, hours. 24 hours. Okay, well, that's not as bad as 48. But imagine that. Imagine, like, somebody... Imagine, like... Your child going go, missing. Yeah. And you need to just sit there and wait for it. Two days, you need to wait. And I think it might time. be different for kids. I, I hope think. so. I, think I that actually might do hope be. so. Yeah. I'd say it's different for kids. I'm not going to go back into Google. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it. Um, if you're interested, Google it yourself. We'll do it after we yeah. finish recording. <laughs> or so, maybe you're not in Ireland and you don't care. So That's also true. <laughs> When the girls didn't meet their tour guide the next day, remember the guy I mentioned earlier, Feliciano? He ended up alerting the host family, who then contacted the girls' parents, and this was when it was like, if they were officially reported missing, and the police were notified of their disappearance. Yeah. Imagine like, how terrifying that would be. Imagine getting a phone call, yeah. and that you're probably already worried because you haven't heard anything of your like daughter. Yeah, so that would already, it would already be scary getting a phone call. And then getting a phone call out of the blue, and being like yeah, not from your daughter they're missing like yeah. they've been missing for ages i don't even have kids but that just sounds terrifying yeah. That same day, a French couple went to go on a hike down the Pianista Trail when a local alerted them not to go there because apparently there was screams heard the night before followed by a loud crash. And this was coming from, like, the jungle. On the 3rd of April, a small search began in the area, but this search was mainly led by, like, locals and there was, like, indigenous people who helped out as well. There was also an aerial search... But even with all that, like, they didn't find any signs of the girls. On the 6th of April is when Chris and Lizanne's parents arrived in Panama. They obviously flew over to, like, help the police search for their daughters. And, you know, they wanted to be involved in trying to find them. As you would. Dutch special units arrived in Panama to help search for the missing girls. And they also brought, like, sniffer dogs as well. So this time, this was, like, a much more bigger, more intensive search than the first initial one. So on the third was when the small search started, which was like a couple of locals and stuff just basically helping out. Then three days later was when the parents, the parents arrived, arrived and then yeah. the special force and all got involved and stuff. But at this point, like they kind of essentially went missing on the first. By the time they actually like any real like proper searching, it was already like five days or something. Yeah. Five or six days that they were missing. As we go into this, like they, there is a possibility I think they could have been found alive earlier. Oh yeah, 100%. So also the area the girls were hiking in was a fairly remote area. So there wasn't meant to be great coverage in the area, like mobile service. So they're basically saying that that could be one of the reasons why the girls haven't, you know, tried to contact them if they're still out on the hike or whatever. They could have just, you know, lost signal and that's why they haven't been texting them that day. But when the girls didn't show up to meet their tour guide the following day, he alerted the house family who contacted the girl's parents and this was like when they were officially reported missing and the police were notified of their disappearance. That same day, a French couple went to go on a hike down the Pianista Trail when a local alerted them not to go there because they said that they basically heard screams the night before followed from a loud crash coming from the jungle. What fuck? I know. On the 3rd of April, a small search began in the area, but this search was like i said very small so it was only a couple of locals and indigenous people that were just kind of helping out and there was an aerial search conducted as well like a helicopter did like a quick sweep of the area but they found no signs of chris or lizanne yeah on the 6th of april so this was three days later chris and lizanne's parents arrived in panama 
and they basically flew over to help the police search for their daughters. And then the Dutch special units arrived in Panama to help search for the missing girls and they also brought sniffer dogs. So this time obviously the search was like much more larger, it was more intensive than like the previous ones. So the initial search lasted 10 days. But unfortunately, like, they didn't find any evidence of the girls. So they were looking for, like, markings on trees or rocks. There was no footprints, like, no rubbish, water bottles, anything found that could have potentially belonged to them. Which is, like, even more terrifying. Imagine. Like, poof, gone. Just disappeared completely. Nobody can find them or any trace of them. I know, it's insane. On the 14th of June 2014, 10 weeks after Chris and Lizanne went missing, an indigenous couple were hiking in the same location as the girls, sorry, in the same location where the girls went missing, and they found Lizanne's backpack along a riverbank and they handed it over to the police. The area in which the backpack was found was a long distance away from when the girls had originally started their hike. I felt that it would be worth mentioning that the woman who found the backpack and handed it to the police did say that she was in the area walking along the same route the day before and that apparently she didn't see the backpack then. That is scary shit. Like, that is terrifying. Yeah. So, it's like, like the, how it long are they missing at this ten point? Ten weeks. Ten weeks. Yeah. Ten weeks. They searched for them for ten days. Couldn't find any trace of them. Ten weeks later. Yeah. A I backpack know. shows up out of nowhere that wasn't there. There the day before. Like, what are you doing? I know. The backpack still contained all of their belongings. So it had like their bikinis, $83 worth of cash, both their phones, a camera and a few other bits as well. We do have a photo of this. So we'll post it on our Instagram and all our social media. So make sure that you go and check that out if you want to see. Insane investigation. All the items, including the backpack, were in very good condition considering that they were out in the jungle slash possible river for 10 weeks like that's a long time for that to just be like sitting there and all the items to be in good conditions like the phones and stuff still worked perfectly they were like they did say that they were wet like there was like dampness in the backpack but this wasn't like a big hiking backpack or anything this was just like a bog standard like a scale backpack yeah and they just like somehow it withstood all that and kept the contents inside like working perfectly and apparently the backpack wasn't even waterproof so people found that like i said really really weird not only did the electronics like still function they had things like sunglasses and like the phone screens camera lens all of that was like completely intact like they weren't cracked or smashed or anything like as if the backpack was dropped or it was rolling around in a river and just washed up there or you know somebody fell somebody put it there yeah it had to be put yeah it definitely seems that way for sure. When the investigators looked into the girls' phones, they found that they had both made numerous attempts to contact the police over the span of a few days. And unfortunately, none of the calls went through, apart from one, but it literally only lasted one second and then cut off because there was barely any service in that area. So even that in itself is like just awful. Like imagine, you think you're after getting through for one second. And you then think you're just, saved almost. You're and like, then oh my God. And then it's just- That is connection terrifying. Lost. Do you remember being like a teenager and your phone battery dying just any time? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like the heartbreak. Like yeah. imagine you actually needed it. 
Yeah. And you got through for like one second. One and second. It was just, I can't. Like that freaks me out so much. It, I'm paranoid of my phone battery dying. <laughs> it gives me goosebumps, this story. Like, and I've heard it before and you've been talking about it for weeks. <laughs> I have. I've been so excited to cover this. I'm not going to lie. So like, I don't know why, but it just always like. It's it's chilling. Yeah. It, it's so creepy. It's so, so creepy. So they found that Lizanne's phone battery died on the 5th of April at 5pm. And on the 6th of April, there had been numerous unsuccessful attempts to unlock Chris's phone as if like the person trying to use it didn't know her passcode so there's obviously a bit of suspicion around this whole thing because people are like was it Lizanne you know surely they were friends should she not have known her passcode like what was she doing trying to get into her phone or could this have been somebody who potentially did something to them and was yeah, trying to get into their like, phone? It's scary to think about it because it's like, I don't know though, I don't know like all my friends. Passcodes. No, that's what I was like. At the same and time, like, it could like I don't know your passcode. I don't know your passcode. No. But now, if we go on holidays, you're giving me yeah, your passcode. Everyone knows like, every- I'll give you a fingerprint. Yeah, <laughs> like seriously, honestly. No, I know. When people say you're weird for liking true crime, it gives you life skills. Literally, it does. <laughs> it was also really suspicious because, you know, if you need to ever call, like, the emergency service or the police or anything, you don't need a passcode and you don't need no. to unlock someone's phone. You can just do it, like, directly. Yeah, there's an emergency call button. Yeah, so you don't even need to unlock the phone. So, A, who was this person? And B, what were they trying to do? Yeah, by unlocking her phone yeah actually i didn't even think of that yeah like why would they need to unlock her phone yeah it's weird that's oh i know plus i mean somebody had to put the backpack there so at the same time it's not really that it shouldn't really be that surprising yeah because even if it was an animal that something would have been broken i know in the backpack like a phone screen something something would have been broken glass sunglasses yeah if it was an animal exactly somebody carried that there and put it down everything was imperfect like Like, it's just weird yeah it doesn't make sense the time the phone was last switched on was the 11th of april at 10 51 a.m and it was switched off an hour later so this was the weird thing right because up until now the phones were essentially it's like they were turning them off turning them back on turning them off like checking maybe to see save if they them had, battery like, to try signal. to exactly get make signal. it last yeah so they'd probably like try every now and again say oh do i have signal no okay i'm gonna switch back yeah. off so i'm not killing the battery when i walk for another 30 40 minutes and that's part of the reason why i believe if people had looked for them sooner yeah if they had made a bigger deal of it sooner yeah they they could have been found alive because god knows how long they were out there if they were consciously thinking like we need to save our batteries we need to turn these off yeah but the last time it was switched on it was left on for one hour and then it was switched off and then it just wasn't switched on ever again after that until obviously like the police found it and stuff that gave me like a chill I know. Like a shiver up my back. Another strange thing to mention is that Chris and Lizanne both kept very detailed diaries where they would basically just record things that they got up to during their trip. You would think that like if you were in a situation where you thought your life was at risk, you would like leave a note on your phone in case it was, you know, found in case you went missing or something happened to you. And yeah, you found you'd your write phone. something. You'd have something written in your phone or drafted in your phone. Yeah. Like if you're in a life or death situation, there's at least one person that you're going to want to get in touch with. Exactly exactly so a lot of people like it sounds really messed up and really sad and it is but they would they'll like go and they'll 
grab whatever they could find like they'd either write on a piece of paper or you know leave something on their phone if that's the only thing that they had so then that way when it was when their phone was found it would yeah. give a message to someone kind of thing that's not victim blaming but we're just saying that it's suspicious yeah in a way that maybe they didn't know what was gonna happen yeah exactly see there was nothing like that found on either of their phones so people found that a bit weird because they were obviously very passionate about like writing about what happened in their experiences you would think that if they knew that potentially something could happen to them or they weren't ever going to be able to speak to their loved ones again they would leave them some type of message yeah so like we mentioned earlier one of the items that was found in the backpack was a camera and the camera itself had like a load of photos on it that were really really creepy to say the least this is haunting yeah haunting yeah we're gonna include some of the photos on our social media and we'll also include like a link that has all the photos if you want to go and like see all of them yeah so included in some of these photos there was obviously just like your usual photos like two girls on holiday there was photos of like chris and lazanne in the city there were some like scenic photos of them like during their hike and they were basically just looking like two girls having a good time like they didn't they were on their holidays everything was normal they were living it up they were doing stuff that they liked like nothing strange at all but while they were missing there was 90 photos taken in the space of three hours and this was on the 8th of april this was a week after they went missing what makes it even weirder is the photos were taken between 1am and 4am and they were taken like one after the other like two minutes apart that is creepy but there's many reasons that they could be doing that yeah we are gonna get into the reasons now in a bit so be curious to hear what you think so the photos don't seem to be of like anything significant they're just kind of like photos of like bushes and the ground like that kind of stuff and a lot of them are like extremely blurry so you can't really make out properly what exactly they're trying to take a photo of and um, there's only three of them that are actually clear in one of the photos it shows what people believe to be like the back of chris's head people say that you can kind of see a bit of blood on the base of her neck indicating that she was injured in some way you'll see the photos as well on her social media i've seen the photos i've seen the photos it's kind of like is it or is it a shadow like it's very very small yeah like yeah maybe but i'm not like a hundred percent oh yeah dead set on it or anything exactly i can see what they mean but at the same time i feel like the photo isn't the best photo to show that kind of stuff yeah it's believed that the girl could have been using the light from the flash either to be able to kind of see where they were going like they take a photo they'd walk a little bit taking her photo walking her a little bit to kind of see their surroundings but people also think that they could have been potentially using the flash to try and like signal for help that's what i initially had in mind yeah like if they seen somebody walking or if they seen like i know a helicopter or an aircraft or something they were probably like using the because some of the photos are aimed up at the sky and yeah like why would you just take fair enough if you're using it for direction why would you aim up at the sky yeah i don't know maybe if you aim up at the sky maybe it illuminates around you i never actually tried that to be fair i'm not sure you would think if you're walking in a direction you take a photo in front of you to see where you're going yeah and then why would there be that kind of gruesome photo yeah in there with it like oh we're just using it for direction oh and then something terrible happened or was it all just one big terrible thing i don't think we'll ever know and the thing of them taking photos of the sky is trying like attract someone's attention like that does make sense but we yeah, don't know for we sure we don't know for sure another theory people have about the photos 
is they could have potentially been using the flash to like scare off a wild animal but like we said we don't know for sure now we're going to talk about the missing file so it gets even weirder like it's weird so far things aren't making sense things aren't lining up and it's only yeah getting stranger and stranger from here it's i don't really remember much from here like after the whole picture thing i you were like i'm done (laughs) i was just haunted i was just like and I listened to the rest of it, but I think I was just thinking about You're that and I was like, that. yeah, Ugh. that is like one of the biggest parts of this yeah. whole story. It's them photos. It's- and people have like enhanced some of the photos and people are saying, oh, you can see like an outline of this person in the forest or oh, it looks like there's somebody creeping in this bush over there and all. And like they do look a bit weird, but like some of them are just like, mm, it could just be like the way the shadows are lining up. I it don't necessarily think like, that's real. The power of Photoshop. Nowadays. Or it could just be edited. Like it. Like, people do match it, so yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Back to the missing file. So, the type of camera that was found was a Canon PowerShot SX270HS. Now, I'm not a camera whiz, but if you know, you know. If not, you can look up a photo of it. <laughs> but basically, when you take a photo, it numbers them in ascending order the same way like most cameras do. When Dutch authorities analyzed the camera and its contents, they found that there was one photo missing. And that was the photo numbered 509. So why this is so important is because the photo 508 is the last photo of them where they were like happy, smiling on their little hike. They weren't in trouble. Oh, no. And then image 510 or 510 was the one that was taken on April 8th. And that was the first photo of them taken in like the jungle and in the darkness and all that. So the one in between is missing. That's oh, my God. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that particular camera has basically two methods of capturing images. So one is like called continuous and the other one's called auto reset. So when the camera was found by the Dutch authorities, it was on auto reset mode, which basically means that if photo 509 was deleted, it would just be replaced with the next photo captured. It wouldn't skip a number. It would just label it 509 again. So basically you take a photo, it's 508. You take another photo, it's 509. You decide to delete photo 509 because like, I don't like that one. You take another photo, the next photo you take will just be 509. It wouldn't yeah, go from Well, it's days. the same as on your phone. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it just goes back. It just goes back. Exactly. If continuous mode would have been used, if 509 was deleted, then the next photo would just be 510. It wouldn't actually replace it. So this is also the default setting on the camera. And that's basically what happened here. It's like the photo was missing. And people are like, is it camera glitch how did the setting change yeah it's like suspicious did somebody go back and delete the photo like what happened to it kind of thing and obviously because of the timeline people believe that the missing photo could hold crucial evidence of what happened to chris and lazanne a lot of people believe that it was deleted purposely so that we would never know the truth i didn't know this because like i said i'm not a tech whiz but apparently there are ways you can recover deleted images off a camera so they're able to like, plug it into a laptop and use the device to like recover anything even if it's deleted yeah. but unfortunately when the dutch authorities tried to do this they weren't able to retrieve any data from the camera so this apparently indicates that the camera was potentially plugged into a computer and the photo was permanently deleted that way so that it could never be recovered at all oh my god yeah that is fucking insane yeah 
This was this was a well thought out crime. Mm. It had to have been. There is a lot of speculation that the photo was actually deleted by the authorities in the attempt to hide the truth, or that possibly an unknown person who was responsible for the girl's death deleted it. To be honest, like even with the deleted photo, it could just be like a total fluke and have no significance whatsoever. But I basically just thought like we should include it because it is spoken about quite a bit. And there are also a lot of theories where people believe the photos may have been edited because apparently not all of them have like the timestamp. You know, right? On oh. photos, they have like a timestamp with yeah. like the date and time. Apparently, some of them do and some of them don't. And people are saying, oh, somebody could like tampered with them in some way. Mm. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. That could have just been, once again, if the camera was glitching out, that could just be responsible for that as well. Or somebody was like, I don't know, maybe they could have been testing different settings or it was randomly pressing buttons while it was in the bag. I don't know. So another search began following the discovery of the photos as they now gave clues of where the girls had been. And what they found during the search only confused investigators even more. So they found Chris's shorts, which apparently were folded neatly and just placed on a rock, which is like... Fucking weird. Super weird, yeah. Super weird. And two months after the shorts were found, as the search continued, they found a boot with a foot still inside it, a pelvic bone, and 33 scattered bones, including a rib. The bones altogether were confirmed to belong to Chris and Lazanne. The area where the bones were found was scarcely populated, and it was about a day's trip away from where the girls initially started their hike. So it was far. Like it was not anywhere near where they first began. Yeah. And another strange thing that they found was apparently some of the bones belonging to Chris seemed to have been bleached. Lizanne's bones were not bleached and they still had flesh on them, which I'm so sorry that is such a graphic description. So this was definitely strange as it did not seem like something that just naturally happened from being exposed to the elements. Yeah, it would have happened to all of them. Like they all got the same like sun. Oh yeah, and there was a similar case where an American tourist went missing in the jungle in Panama and they found like her full skeletal remains two years after she went missing. And even her bones weren't bleached the way Chris's were. Yeah, so it was clearly done manually. Yeah. Like if, it, like, after two years, it didn't... They still weren't bleached, yeah. Yeah. This isn't even a year later. Yeah, exactly. The rest of their bodies were never found. So that was literally all that was found in them. Another weird thing is that the police actually refused to release a full autopsy of the girls or like a, basically an autopsy report because they can't do like an official. They yeah. don't have all the remains. They don't have it's all just the like the, basically yeah. the report analyzing the bones. And a lot of people speculate that this is because the Mexican cartel who are known to be prominent in the area and they get up to like a lot of shady shit. So we will touch more on them in a minute. They think that the police are kind of in cahoots with the Mexican cartel and they're trying to essentially cover this up for them yeah okay so next we're gonna look at some of the theories of what could have happened yeah this is my favorite bit yeah the theories yeah i believe all of them yeah (laughs) if people haven't realized by now i am very um impressionable (laughs) (laughs) and yeah i i i'd believe anything right now i i believe we live in a simulation so yeah i wouldn't really take my word for it but i believe like all of these theories like combined but, into but one but they do all make sense to a certain extent like and yeah. the fact that we don't know it's not like you'll probably finish listening to this episode and 
be the exact same. I know I was like, I don't know what to believe. Yeah. They all make sense to me. I don't know. I'm that type of weirdo that sits there crying at like true crime documentaries because the serial killer psycho is sitting there being like, but I didn't know I was doing it. And I'm like, but he's just sick. Yeah. Even though like that's not always the case. Yeah, They're exactly. just saying that to get like... A lesser sentence or whatever. Yeah. But like, yeah, I just believe everybody (laughs) everybody all the time (laughs) anyway so the most common theory is that the girls were attacked by wild animals but experts reported that there was no signs of animal scavenging on their bones so they would have obviously seen like teeth marks or something to indicate that they were eaten by animals but they don't have any evidence of that yeah and i think there would have been more evidence 100 percent like like, it, it would have been... This is going to be so graphic. I'm so sorry. It would have been a very messy death. If yeah. If it was animals. And... It would explain if it was animals, who... Scared, but. Yeah, but who bleached? That, that, yeah, that's it. That's the thing. It's like... Somebody was involved. A person <laughs> was involved. Yeah, 100%. There's also a theory covered in a podcast called Lost in Panama. I highly, highly recommend it if you're interested in this case. The stuff they cover off, they go into so much detail in that podcast that, like, we physically cannot make this episode long enough. Like, yeah, it's they like do seven episodes. Yeah, it's like a it? seven part, and each one's around like an hour long. Yeah. It's so interesting. It's so gripping. It's done out so well. I was obsessed. Not sponsored, by the way. Um, they just did a really, no, really good job. She was so. running around work, like telling everybody to listen to it. Oh my god, life changing. Like, I was telling her to stop. They need to listen to this first. That That is also true. <laughs> but yeah, like recognition where it's due. True. That true. was amazing. Yeah. The podcast done by Mariana Atencio and Jeremy Cry. They're basically two journalists. And in the podcast, they discuss that the local guide, the girls were meant to go on a hike with the day after they went missing. So his son was involved in some way in their disappearance so apparently they met with his son who was named tito and he would have been like roughly in and around their age they met with him in town looking to buy some marijuana so they supposedly were also out partying with him and his friends one of the nights before they disappeared and tito was like known to have anger issues apparently there was even an incident where tito attempted to basically run someone over with his car when they got into an argument and people who knew him referred to him as a psychopath who has no regard for anyone's life holy shit there was also a local man who claimed that he had seen kristen lazan in a red pickup truck in the town earlier that week and that same truck was apparently seen parked outside the beginning of the El Pianista Trail shortly after the girls began their hike. Feliciano, Tito's dad, was also very involved in helping search for the girls and apparently he was one of the people that was there when the remains were found so it's believed that he could have potentially been trying to cover up something that his son was responsible for and in the podcast they also have a local who they interviewed who basically said that Feliciano threatened them and told them not to ever talk about the case to anyone though this kind of does make sense Tito's name was never mentioned in the police case file and he was never even considered a suspect that's strange I'm not saying I think that he did it, but I do think it's strange that he wasn't considered a suspect given his history and the fact that he knew them. Yeah. That they didn't even look into it. Yeah. Like, at least 
question him or something like but i think it's because like the dad was so involved and so he's like oh yeah like they're just trying to help another popular theory is that the mexican cartel were involved in their disappearance do you remember we were saying that their bones are bleached apparently they're bleached using phosphorus which is lime this isn't something that would have just been found naturally in the soil and apparently this is also something that is often associated with killings involving the cartel because they use lime to help speed up the decaying process the mexican cartel are also known for organ trafficking in panama so a lot of people believe that the girls could have potentially bumped into the cartel or they were found by them in some way and they harvested their organs and then disposed of the remains whoa yeah like that's heavy but it's heavy but it's possible it is possible yeah it is possible like like if it's a popular use in the cartel then it would explain it and another popular thing would be organ trafficking so yeah it makes sense the rest of their bodies just happen to be gone so of course you're gonna put two and two together together it does add up yeah so the last theory is the girls just passed away from natural elements and this was kind of like also the conclusion that the police came to as well which would also make sense and that's the frustrating thing about this whole case is that it's so open-ended and there's so many unanswered questions i just the backpack and the bleach i just can't can't, i just can't accept that it was natural or that it was an animal it was a person maybe it wasn't the cartel maybe it wasn't tito but it was someone Mm -hmm. the girls would have obviously been exposed to like heavy rainfall and they did only have a bottle of water to share between them and it's also believed that the girls got lost and that's why they ended up so deep in the forest because remember they it's like they were going like deeper and deeper into the forest rather than coming back so like obviously if you're if you're going in a direction and you were like oh shit i'm lost i don't know where i am i'm gonna go back the way i came yeah but I don't know. Because they would have at least made some kind of way back. Like, there's no way they're going to get lost. Like, at some point, they had to turn around. Yeah. And maybe they got lost and went further out in a different direction, but... Yeah, it would make sense as well. So, locals do say that the hiking trails in this area are well marked, so it is hard to actually get lost if you are on one of them. However, they do say that there are also certain trails that only indigenous people use who are familiar with the area so it is possible as well that the girls ended up on one of them and then got lost i could believe that if you take away some of the other factors i could believe that you could yeah that on its own fair enough locals do say as well that when you step off one of the official hiking trails it's very very easy to get lost because it is a rainforest that is quite dense so everything looks pretty much the same so if you did decide to like wander off the hiking path maybe i don't know oh that looks like a cool place to take a photo or something along the lines and you decide to just trail off for a little bit like it's very very easy to not be able to find your way back to the trail if this was the case it could be that chris passed away first like maybe she got injured in some way and then lizanne passed away after and that would explain like the multiple attempts to unlock chris's phone two dutch authors marja west and jurgen nor Aaron. i'm not going to be able to pronounce that i'm so sorry but basically they claim that they have solved a mystery in their book lost in the jungle so after analyzing all the evidence and they ended up actually flying out to panama as well themselves to carry out their own investigation they ended up ruling the girl's death as an accident they told the daily beast that it actually came as a surprise to us too but our conclusion had to be that it was an accident It took us quite some time to get there. With all that I'm reading now in the police file, it couldn't be anything else. 
There was a certain sequence and timing to it that had to be caused by flash floods typical to the region and season. Those flash floods made staging scenes or strategically placing items impossible. When Mariana and Jeremy from the Lost in Panama podcast went down to the Alpianista in an attempt to get more of an insight of their experience by tracing Chris and Lazan's footsteps, they said that when you get to the end of the trail, apparently it just kind of comes to a stop so you need to kind of turn around and come back the way you came like it doesn't like loop around or anything to a starting point you literally just walk up you get to like a little kind of viewpoint which is high up and you can kind of see around and then you just turn around and go back the way you came like that's the way it goes apparently there was like no signs or anything to explain this so there's nothing like actual proper signs there to be like please turn around and go back the way you came there is also a trail leading off it which apparently has really dangerous terrain that goes actually deeper into the forest and even locals don't really go down that trail because of how bad it is it's only ever kind of used by indigenous people and even at that like it's very very rarely used so it is possible that maybe they got to the end of the pianista they got to this viewing point and they didn't realize they had to turn around and go back they seen this thing that oh that looks like a trail let's try just walk off that way it's possible so because of how badly the evidence was mishandled by the police a lot of people do believe that they played a role in covering up the truth so one of the weird things about the police's search is that they mainly focused their search areas on the hiking trail they didn't go searching into the forest at all they basically just searched up and down the whole trail which that in itself is quite weird because why would they be lost on the main trail like the only reason that would make sense is like maybe if one of them got injured and weren't able to like make their own way back and a lot of the evidence that was found like the backpack and the remains was actually due to the local search efforts carried out by the community not by the police themselves the police basically did fuck all in this whole investigation like the only reason what they had existed was because of the locals that did the search not from the police yeah because other people were concerned and wanted to know where they were exactly and unfortunately in panama the death of chris and lazan was not a once-off this is actually quite a common thing around those parts Things like women going missing or like showing up dead. Usually there's very, very little efforts made by the police to solve their cases. Now this one is quite far-fetched, right? <laughs> Before I say this, this this next one is quite far-fetched. So another theory which we came across when researching this is that the indigenous people in the area might have killed them and then also eaten them. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and they're now hiding the crime by turning over evidence and seeming to cooperate. So, mm, that, that I, one I'm not maybe 100% no, sold I don't, on. I don't really think so. I'm I don't even, think so either. I was going to joke and pretend, but no, I actually can't even just know. No, I don't really think so either. I think that's the one that, like, I don't know, I mean, maybe, but like, very, very unlikely. Like, low, low chance of that yeah, being the truth. Yeah, definitely the lowest No, contender. it's just weird. <laughs> like, there's no way. There are also theories that the police are aware that Chris and Lizanne's deaths are linked to the Mexican cartel, potentially for organ trafficking, and the government is purposely trying to keep everything quiet about this. Because it is, like I said, it is quite a popular tourist area, so maybe they're like, oh, if this gets out to the world that, you know, the cartel's running loose and, like, kidnapping tourists, using them for organ trafficking and then scattering their remains, like, people won't want to come visit here anymore. (laughs) Which, I mean, I get that because I don't think I ever want to go to Panama now because this just freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. However, the official cause of death for Chris and Lizanne is still unknown to this day. 
Dun, dun, dun. I, I genuinely don't know. I'm not even going to lie. I don't know. Like, the, the cartel theory makes sense. The accident theory makes sense. Like, there's so much fine detail. Like, we only kind of covered the main bits. There was a lot more to it than we initially thought. Yeah. But we don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think it was definitely a person. I feel like that too. It was definitely, there was definitely somebody involved. Because mm-hmm. you can't have a bag show up with breakable things inside of it. Completely untouched. Completely intact, yeah. Just show up one day, ten weeks after two girls went missing. When it definitely wasn't there the day before. Yeah. And then some of their bones are bleached and some of them aren't. Like to the extreme. It's just weird. It just doesn't The whole sense. thing is weird. Yeah, definitely. Very suspicious, for sure. I don't know. Let us know what you think. Do let us know what you think. You can either comment on our social media. Insane Investigations. You can email us your thoughts. Insaneinvestigations at gmail.com. You can head over to our website at insaneinvestigationspodcast.com. We also have a Snapchat now, Insane. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.